occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 82. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses. It's coming up to October. We're, We're approaching. It's happening. Oh boy, it's going to be the best. I can smell October. I can hear October. It's calling your name. Kate. What are you talking about today? This week, I'll be talking about Love Has Won, a religious following that became known as a cult. How about you? I'm talking about Doomsday Mum. It's the Laurie Vallow and Chad Daybell case. I'm excited because I know nothing. You've been living under a rock. Yeah. But I appreciate that because now you don't know it, so I get to explain it to you. It makes it more exciting for me when I do get to find out about these things that everyone else knows about. Let's talk about some cults. I mean, this isn't really a cult, but kind of is getting there. Okay. But first. Spoilers. The news. You're going to love this week's news. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's from The Independent. About a week ago, Paul O'Grady reported that his house is being haunted by a ghost. Why do you think I have a weird obsession with Paul O'Grady? Tell the people about when you stalked him. I didn't stalk him. I saw him one time when I was in London. Yeah, I just saw him. Uh Like, I walked next to him on the street. That doesn't mean that I'm obsessed with the man. That means he was walking there and I, too, was walking there. I didn't even say hi. Right, but every time we went to that tube station, you went, this is where I saw Paul O'Grady. Look, I liked him a lot as a child. I liked his dog, his show. It was fun. It reminded me of my granddad, and I had a good time. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but your replacement grandfather is being haunted by a ghost. Paul, if you listen to this podcast, I can come and exercise your house for you. Well, it's not just any ghost. Oh. It's a smelly ghost. Oh, stinky ghost. Paul said that when he first moved in, other people said they could smell perfume. He had no idea what they were on about, because he wasn't wearing any, and he couldn't smell it. But two years later, he got up in the night time to grab a drink from downstairs, and the smell of perfume smacked him in the face on the stairs. Pretty weird, but then two years ago, he went to lunch, and the girl next to him was a relative of the lady that used to live there, and she asked if Paul could smell perfume in the house. No way. That's so spooky. He confirmed... And said, and she said, it's by Jean Patou. He went online and purchased the perfume from this person to see if it was the same, and it's an exact replica. Wow. Yeah. So I guess Britain's beloved talk show host is indeed haunted by a smelly ghost. At least it's a nice smell. I thought you meant like the ghost would do a fart. No, I've written here, at least it's perfume and not like sewage. And he went on to talk about it more on the Paranormal Activity podcast with Yvette Fielding, if you're hell-bent to know more about the spooky Are you advertising other podcasts on our Paranormal podcast? I'm not, no, but I just want the people to know that if they're a huge fan of Paul O'Grady like you are... How do I get Paul O'Grady on our show? Make more money. (laughs) That's it. That's interesting. That's all I got for you. What an interesting, like, haunting, too. It is. At least it's not, yeah, at least it's not a bad smell. It could definitely be worse. To a celebrity as well, I feel like that never happens. If someone's going to get haunted, it's not going to be someone you know. You know? Fair enough. You mean like celebrities or people in general? Yeah, no, celebrities. Oh, right. Could you imagine like... Zendaya. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
you just all of the Spice Girls getting haunted. Is that going to happen? No. Am I going first today? Yeah, you are. Okay. You got her. So today I'm talking about something I wanted to cover for a while, but I couldn't because new information kept coming out, and then it it's got very confusing. But I'm just going to give you like the the skeleton of the story. Oh boy, you know, because otherwise we're going to be here for, forever. So this is the Laurie and Chad Dable case, also known as Cult Mum or Doomsday Mum. So warning, kids do die in this. I know we try and avoid this because we like to keep the show light in most ways, but I won't get into the details too much, but it is important for the story. Kids don't die in mine. Yeah, you can skip to Kate's if you if you don't want that. Um, so yeah, you've not been following this at all. No, I literally do not know these people's names. That's so wild, because like, I know every detail. <laughs> Because it's just bizarre, and it kept coming up in any crime news, in the news in general. Yeah, I've lived under a rock for the past 23 years. Fair enough. Well, (laughs) sources are KUTV, NBC, East Idaho News, Wikipedia, BBC, CBS, and WXYZ. Did you just make that up? And uh, the news site. (laughs) Uh, The news.com. Website news. So, Laurie Vallow Daybell was born Laurie Cox in 1973. She was married to her first husband named Nelson in 1992, when she was just 19, but they divorced shortly afterwards. Then she got married again in 1995 to a man named William, and they had a son together named Colby, but they also divorced in 1998. And then she got married again in 2001, she really likes to get married, to a man named Joseph Ryan, and they had a daughter together named Tylee, in 2002. Tylee. Tylee. T-Y-L-E-E. She is important. There are a lot of names in this, so I'll try not to like dwell on everybody who isn't particularly important for the skeleton of the story, but she is important. Okay, can you list the kids one more time? We haven't got to the other kid yet. Oh my goodness, okay. So, Joseph divorced Laurie a few years later, and around this time, Laurie's brother Alex, so she has a brother named Alex, he attacked Joseph with a taser and threatened to kill him. In court, it said it, he said it was because Joseph had been abusive to his wife and Alex served some jail time for attacking him. And then Joseph Ryan died in 2018 from a heart attack. But new information coming forward, it's under investigation as to whether that's what actually happened or not. Right. Anyway, shortly after Laurie and Joseph divorced, she married another, another man named Charles Vallow. And they adopted a relative of Charles named Joshua Jackson, who went by JJ. So the two children who are the skeleton of this story is Tylee mm-hmm. and JJ. Okay. So JJ was born in 2012, and he was the grandson of, of uh, Charles' sister. And he had autism, and people thought that Laura would be a great mum for him because she was very patient. And Tylee, from a previous marriage, welcomed JJ into the family very quickly. They gained a strong bond and they formed a happy family together. That's nice. However, oh no. In 2015, Laurie began reading these books by the author Chad Daybell, particularly his uh, Standing in Holy Places series. So Chad was born in 1968 and he'd previously been a gravedigger when he founded a book company and wrote books devoted to the end times and religion. So he was a doomsday writer. Mhm. He also recorded podcasts about preparing for the end times, and his friends said that he claimed to be able to receive visions from beyond the veil. And these were what Laurie was reading when she was she was with Charles and her family. So Chad's doomsday books, Laurie loved them, 
In fact, it's reported that she became obsessed with them. She was so into it that she booked to see Chad at his Preparing the People event. At what point does someone become obsessed? When it's your main interest. Or one of. Okay, but listen, he's an author. You could say that I'm obsessed with an author. No, the the, the books. I yeah. think it's more the theories. It's like if I decided that I liked a TV show, mm-hmm. there's a difference between me being like, this is my favorite TV show, and me going to all of the Comic-Con events, buying all of the merch, talking only about it, you know, that kind of thing, decorating my room with posters. I think at that point it's an obsession. Is it bad if it's a TV show? Not necessarily. But if it's a doomsday author and you're obsessed with it, maybe it would be easy to compare it to something like um, religion or like any kind of spirituality where it becomes a a thing that you just, you can't live your life without thinking about because it impacts everything right. else. Which yeah. again, isn't necessarily bad. However, in this case... It is, yeah, obviously. Yeah, like if it was a serial killer and you have posters up of them. Yeah, it, you know, it's that kind of thing like where she. it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to read this and learn about it. It's like, I'm going to learn about this and I all I want to do now is talk about this and learn about this and hear about this guy. Right. Okay. He's my hero now. Wow. Pretty much. So she went to meet him at this event. She went to the event with her friend and she got to meet the author, Chad. And she was obviously very excited because this was her hero. And he told her that the two of them had been married in seven previous lifetimes. Oh, cool. So after this, the two of them exchanged numbers and began contacting each other in private. When her husband, Charles Valor, was away on business, Laurie would invite Chad over for intimate gatherings. While this may be, like, exactly what you're expecting, it may sound like that, it probably isn't because the events were also extended to Laurie's friends, and they mostly consisted of Chad talking about how there are light and dark beings on planet Earth. The light ones are followers of Jesus and the dark ones are followers of Satan. So he would, like, have these little, like, intimate chats, I guess. Oh, that's a bit sweet. Well, he believed that people's... People who's... who's oh, my God. People who's... He believed that people's souls were replaced by dark spirits... And these people, whose souls have been replaced by dark spirits, were called zombies. And they were dangerous. Mm. Mm-hmm. So okay, we're going a bit... From here, they discussed the term zombies, which to Chad meant that a person's mortal spirit had left their body, and now their body is the host of another spirit, which is a dark spirit. And the person's actual spirit, you know, their soul, is stuck in there until their physical body dies. Cool, 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 cool. He flattered her by saying that she was an eternal being. He said that their, you know, he described their previous lifetimes on these other planets. Laurie believed this and she was very interested in this new belief system. It, it became like the forefront of her life. You know, she couldn't just be a normal mom now. It was like, I am this eternal being that has lived on all of these different planets. I'm really powerful. Isn't that every mom? <laughs> <laughs> she decided to dedicate herself to this belief and she got this new obsession with Chad. So Chad and Laurie believed that they were part of the Church of the Firstborn, the 144,000 mentioned in the book of Revelation in the Bible. So in King James's version of the Bible, it describes the 144,000 as the elite who are with God. Wait, you have the 144,000? 
I have the 144,000. What are you talking about? In my story. No way, that's so weird. Right? What a strange coincidence. Anyway, so you know about that. So they thought they were them, those people. I'm sure your people did too. So Chad believed that his mission on Earth was to get rid of the zombies. And quickly, Laurie believed that this was her mission too, you know, because he told her. He was this all-knowing person and he, he told her that, you know, they were meant to be together to do this thing. So in 2019... Couldn't they have just hooked up? No. Couldn't they, couldn't they have just picked the easier route? No. That's not as, as personal. In 2019, she told her husband, Charles, that she no longer cared about him or JJ, their adopted son. She also said that she was the reincarnated wife of the founder of Mormonism. And then she vanished for 58 days. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles filed for divorce... And he reported that Laurie had threatened to murder him and she had told her friends that he was a demon. He filed for an order of protection against his wife because he was afraid for his life. He told police that Laurie believed she'd become a godlike figure who was responsible for ushering in the biblical end times. Several months later, Charles was found killed by gunshot. He'd been shot by Laurie's brother Alex, who claimed that it was self-defense because Charles was an abusive husband. Which is why the first story is quite fishy. Right. Laurie did not tell Charles's family that he'd died. Wow. That's lame. <laughs> what a weird way to say that. Wow, that's like really lame. It is. What a loser thing to do. Right? Grow up. And then in September, Laurie contacted JJ's school to tell him he would no longer be attending because she was going to homeschool him. Then she moved her family closer to Chad Debo. And her brother Alex also moved into the same apartment building as her, because they, they were very close, I guess. And then Laurie's daughter, Tylee, disappeared. She was 16. Mm. A friend of Laurie's told investigators that on a phone call, Laurie had referred to Tylee as a zombie, to which she heard Tylee say, not me, mum. Laurie apparently told her friend that she'd been a zombie for several years, and her friend guessed that Laurie had said this because Tylee was not doing what she wanted her to do. Because, you know, looking after JJ was one of the things that she was told to do and she didn't want to because she was 16. She wanted to just be a teenager. Yeah, live her life. The morning after she disappeared, investigators say that Alex's cell phone GPS placed him in Chad Daybell's backyard for about two hours. Mm. Tylee was last seen in Yellowstone National Park with JJ, Laurie and her uncle Alex. At the time, so this is kind of like a meanwhile... Mm. Chad was married to a lady named Tammy. So he texted her right after Alex left a message that read, I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun. He was still walking along. I got close enough that one shot did the trick. He's now in our pet cemetery. Fun times. Also known as, here's an excuse for a gunshot and some digging in the garden. What a specific amount of detail for a dead raccoon. Well, his wife was just like, fun. Yeah, right. I like that he finished it with, like, fun times. Yeah. Because that seems legit. If I had to kill a raccoon for whatever reason, first of all, I don't have a gun, so I would have to strangle a raccoon to death. Second of all, I would not give that much detail, but I definitely would end it with fun times. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie's friend said that JJ had also become a zombie, according to Laurie. Mm -hmm. She knew because she was he was sitting still and watching TV saying that he loved Satan and had an increased vocabulary. 
gosh, he doesn't want to come around here. Which obviously means, oh my gosh. <laughs> Which obviously... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off. Which obviously means um, that his spirit has become dark and now he's a zombie. However, her friend said that she saw JJ and he seemed entirely normal when she saw him. Obviously. How old is he at this point? Seven. So her friend stayed over the night and she saw JJ before she went to sleep. And in the morning he was gone. So she asked Laurie where he was, and Laurie said he was acting like a zombie. He knocked over a photo of Jesus and started crawling on the kitchen cabinets. So Alex had, Alex had taken him outside. The day after, Alex's phone GPS placed him in Chad's backyard again for 17 minutes. So a month later, Chad's wife Tammy reported that she'd been shot at in her driveway by a masked man. Ten days later, she was found dead in her home from supposedly natural causes. Chad claimed that she went to sleep that night with a terrible cough and then she just didn't wake up. Wow. This is also being looked into further. Yeah. Two weeks later, after Tammy had died and the kids went missing and no one could find them, Chad and Lori got married on a beach in Hawaii. At the time, both her kids, Tylee and JJ, were still missing, but reports hadn't been filed by the parents. It was just noted from family sort of, you know, trying to contact the kids. Jesus. And then weeks went by and the newly married couple ignored all of the searches for the kids. JJ's grandmother contacted the police to check on JJ because they hadn't heard about him in months. Because um, obviously they have different grandparents, you know, because they have different fathers. Yeah. It wasn't that they just didn't care about Tylee, obviously. Yeah. So Laurie had told family and friends that the kids were fine and somewhere safe. But investigators launched a nationwide search with the children because at this point it had been quite a while and they were refusing to come back to their home. Yeah, seven-year-olds don't just leave. Yeah. So then JJ's grandparents offered a large reward and they begged Laurie and Chad to reveal the whereabouts of the children. But Laurie continued to refuse to state their location and again, she didn't come home. The same month, Alex's brother, Alex, Laurie's brother, died of natural causes. He was 51. They were close though, weren't they? They were close. Drama. Well... I didn't write this down, but I do know about this because it was a bit off and one. I didn't want you to get confused. Mm. But he got married to this woman that right. he was seeing um, and she had a son and he was living with her right? and the son. And then Alex was at home with the son. He went into the bathroom or a room, I think. And then his mum, like Alex's wife, new wife, they'd been married for two weeks, yeah, yeah. called her son and was like can you check on Alex for me and then he went in and Alex was dead so everyone was like well how would she know to do that yeah also I think she I think the day before or something a few days before Alex had asked Chad for like a blessing to what get married no like to be blessed right right to not be a zombie I don't know wow I don't know and as I said, I didn't write it down. I could be wrong. I'm sorry if that's completely bullshit information. I did either watch a video or read something about it, but it was a bit suspicious. Apparently he died from a blood clot, but you never know, you know? So as the investigation continued, Laura was given an order to produce her children and she was arrested. Even after being arrested, she refused to say where the kids were. So investigators then used the GPS on Alex's phone and they discovered the children's remains buried in Chad Dable's backyard in his pet cemetery. So Tylee was 16 and JJ was 7, and Chad and Laurie were both charged with the murder. Good. 
Laurie Vallodebel's trial is currently on hold because she's deemed mentally unfit, and Chad's trial is pushed back, but prosecutors are seeking the death penalty for him. His kids say that he was framed and that he's innocent. So that's pretty much it. It's just that this went on for so long because, like, I remember when it was happening, people were like, have they taken the children to Hawaii to put them in, like, a bunker because they thought the world was going to end? Of, uh... Or have they ch- killed the children to get them out of the way? Did they kill them because they thought they were actually zombies? Is this related to all of her husbands who have died and his wife who died and her brother who died? It's all very it's suspicious. A bit yeah, if that many people around one person have died, they're yeah. a murderer. Well, it kind of seemed like Laura was a normal mum up until she met Chad and then she became kind of obsessed with his obscure beliefs. He made her feel special. You know, he was... It was I said, it wasn't like an actual cult, but it was definitely getting there. Yeah, if they'd added two people in, there would have been a cult. Cult mentality, right? Yeah. Um, and it looked like he truly believed that killing people was the only way the Earth could be safe from these dark spirits, you know, once they removed the uh, zombies around them. But I don't know if it's that simple. I don't think anyone really believes that. Because Laurie obviously had a very close relationship with Alex. You know, he seemed interested in the new beliefs too. Mm. So it's thought that he kind of did the dirty work because he'd attacked Joseph... Um, her third husband. Yeah. So it's unclear whether, obviously, his death is an accident or not. But he, if he was involved with the children's murders, which I mean, he was there, so it, yeah, he kind of was. He's obviously following the beliefs to somewhat because you wouldn't just do that, right? You wouldn't condone it. Also, it kind of just seems like people were preventing them from fulfilling their destiny of kind of just being together, like they were in these other lifetimes, because everyone conveniently became zombies. Or mysteriously died, like, right when they were going to get married. Yeah, but no one really seemed asked. What do you mean? Well, obviously, you know, the husband, I get it. I mean, I don't get it and I don't condone it, but that would stop Chad and Laurie being together. But also, he'd filed for divorce. Had he not? Charles. The husband. Yeah, sure. Charles. Yeah, he'd filed for divorce. So... There was no need for him to die. There was no need for the kids to die. Well, she was calling him a demon, so it's kind of thought that she yeah, thought but that like, he was a zombie. Yeah, but going along the route, like, killing them because they were in the way of them fulfilling their destiny of being together and stuff. like, Or their destiny, as they said, is to kill all the zombies. Yeah, to no, free I, their spirits. Yeah, no, I get that way. I just mean, like, if they were mentally well. True. However, there's the argument that Apparently, Laurie said that Tyler had been a zombie since she was 13, which is around the time she became difficult to control. And JJ was autistic and he needed more attention. Is the argument people make, you know, like it kind of seems like she was just like, this would be way easier if I didn't have these kids because Chad had children, but they were all adults and she had her other son, Colby, who was a lot older. But... Yeah, it's unclear whether they thought that people could actually become zombies and needed to be freed or whether it was just an obscure excuse for killing people and yeah. getting what they want. But obviously he did write the books and do the events, so it, it seems like he at least believed it somewhat and had some kind of delusion and then she fell victim to it or she already had these thoughts of like killing people. I don't know. And I find it quite fascinating. Like, without the cult, he is still the cult leader. You know what I mean? mm like, how would you... She was just a mum. 
with like a husband and some kids. True, but she also has a past of everyone around her dying still. Yeah. It's so, just very strange, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It feels like they believed it to a degree, but maybe like um like a, a hypothetical degree, you know what I mean? Or like it's a metaphor. Like some people are dark spirits. They're zombies, you know, that kind of thing. Um and they used it as an excuse from there. Well, I mean, it's possible that Laurie liked Chad because she became obsessed with these books. You know, she picked one up, she read it, and she was like, wow, this is how the world really is. Mm. And then read more of them and got more interested in it. And then when she met him, I imagine he was a charming person, you know, yeah. to do all of these live events and stuff. He convinced her that this was like, you know, how it is. And you have to kill these zombies. And this is my purpose. We've been married in all these lifetimes, you know, like flirting and stuff, explaining how the world is. She's already obsessed with him. It seems quite easy for her, him to be like, our mission on this earth is to yeah, kill the zombies. Oh my God, your kids are zombies and your ex-husband. Yeah, but it might, shame. it might not have even been that. She might have just like been looking for the excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's the story. Cool. Now you know. Now I do know. Okay. Well, if you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to watch the video podcast and support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. On our Patreon, you can pay as much or as little as you want. It's like a fun little club that we've got going on. Uh, you guys, like Abby said, get the video so you can see our beautiful smiling faces while we tell you all of these horrible things. Um, you also get a 10% discount on our merchandise, which you can view over on midsmagicmurder.com. Over on the website as well, we've also got referrals and submissions, so if you want to tell us one of your stories, brilliant. If you want to tell us something that we could Google and find all out, of, out about and tell you about. You use Google? I do not use Google. No, I use Ecosia to save the trees. I use DocDocGo. Anyway, then you can do that. And if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email them on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group that no one uses. <laughs> Love that you chuck that We have in lots of people That's in there. That's not true. Some people use. Some people use it. And I really appreciate the people who do. You know who you are. All right, I'm going to tell you about mine. My sources are Wikipedia, BBC, Grunge.com, The Guru Magazine, Washington Post, Denver Post, Mirror.co.uk, and Denver CBS. <laughs> and XYZ. WXYZ, that's what it's called. <laughs> okay. So Love Has Won was originally founded in 2006 by Amy Carlson. So let me give you a little bit of background on her first. Go on then. Amy grew up in Dallas, Texas. I'm not giving you information on Dallas. It's just not happening. You all know what it is. There was a TV show about it. <laughs> it's not happening. I always give you geography and history. I'm not doing it. Amy was born on November 30th. Are you protesting giving us history and geography? I am. Everyone, That's a good half of the podcast. Everyone knows Dallas, Texas. We know how the podcast goes. We say hi. You tell us the weather and the temperature. We talk about some I didn't news even do that this from week. a week ago. Um... I say a story, then there's some awkward silence, then you say a story that involves a lot of history. None. You get none this time. I'm quitting the show. Right. Amy was born on November 30th, 1975. 
and appears to have had a fairly normal upbringing from the little amount of information available online. She was referred to as a straight-A student who had a beautiful singing voice and a lot of friends, and wasn't until she became a young adult that she started to rock the boat a bit. It was around then that she started to leave home for short periods of time to meet with people she'd met on the internet, and when she returned, she would talk about starships as if they were real. Life carried on, though. She got married three times, had children to different parents, and had a job working as a manager of her local McDonald's. Seems fairly stable. Yeah, fairly normal. However, when she was around 30 years old, she uprooted her entire life to join the Galactic Federation of Light. That sounds very exciting. Yeah. The Galactic Federation of Light is essentially the precursor to the cult. Right. So it existed before, but Love Has Won was founded kind of by her. Right. She left her daughter, two sons and husband to move to live in a commune with the rest of the followers of the Federation. Once she'd moved here, she cut nearly all contact with her old life and started afresh. On one occasion, she video chatted with her sister, who said she could come home whenever she wanted. Amy started to get emotional and then looked just slightly off camera. And then when she looked back, she changed the topic of conversation. So it's kind of implied that like, although she could contact her family, it was kind of monitored. Right. That's not very good sign. No. The Galactic Federation of Light got turned into Love Has Won in 2006. And this is when Amy, who was recruited by the the people relatively recently, got promoted into the leader of the group. Nice. Love Has Won was a religious group whose basis was in New Age spirituality, conspiracy theories, and messiah worship. It's not like the other cults that we've looked at in the past, though. They preached a fluid theology rather than having a strict set of beliefs. So essentially anyone could join. There was a holistic form of divinity that encapsulated the universe, is what they they kind of thought, including humans and animals. And there was, like, if you had a focus on spirituality, it would enable you to properly worship the divine. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So basically, spirituality as a whole. You just had to be spiritual and you were in. So it's not really a surprise that Amy was made into their leader because she was telling people that she was the divine being. Oh, of course. She claimed she was a 19 billion year old being that had been through reincarnation 534 times previously. Notably... She'd been Jesus Christ, Joan of Arc, Marilyn Monroe, and Cleopatra, as well as, obviously, 500-odd more. I'm not listing all of them. (laughs) That's so wild. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. She was working in McDonald's. Yep. She was manager of McDonald's. Someone got a Big Mac from Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's that's something that you can tell your grandkids. (laughs) That is, yeah. If that weren't enough to make you start seriously questioning the reliability of these claims, she also said that she often spoke to Robin Williams after he had passed away. This is so specific. Yep. She said she could cure cancer and that she would help guide a group of 144,000 people to the fifth dimension. She's going to have to fight Chad Daybell first. She will. 
I've written here, sounds like a very specific number, but apparently 144,000 has a religious meaning, within Christianity at least. Well, now you know it from my story. Yeah. I also have other facts about the number. Oh, okay. Mm. It was mentioned in the book of Revelation three times. Some believe it represents the amount of people throughout history in the heavenly church. Other th others think that it comes from 12, which is the number of totality in religion. So it's just that squared and then multiplied by a thousand for emphasis on like how important it is. Alternatively, Jehovah's Witnesses believe that 144,000 faithful Christians will be resurrected to heaven as immortal spirits to spend eternity with God. There are so many meanings, literally, that all kind of differ, but all are essentially the same. Like, that's basically the same as what you said. Yeah. If I explain them all, I've written, we would have to become a religion podcast. <laughs> but it is interesting that that's the number that Amy picked, because I don't think she was super into religion prior to this. By this point, the group was calling her Mother God. Which is where it all kind of feels very culty. Yeah, before that I was like, wow, this sounds pretty zen. Yeah. No, no. No, no. Mother God. Or short, mum. Whenever Both I, are equally as weird, I think. Yeah, right? Whenever Amy got into a relationship within the cult, which allegedly happened a few times, her followers would then call him Father God, and they were seen to balance each other out in terms of the theology of the group. So it's all... It's all really weird now. It's getting spooky. Yeah, it's getting too much. With regards to the conspiracies I mentioned earlier, the cult became a firm believer in the basis of the QAnon cult. Oh, I know about QAnon. Yeah. This is basically a far-right conspiracy saying that a group of satanic, cannibalistic pedophiles operate a global child sex trafficking ring. Some of the false claims are... Angela Merkel, who's the, the German chancellor, is Hitler's granddaughter. Obama, Hillary Clinton, George Soros and others are involved in an international child sex trafficking ring, which I had heard of before. And the Rothschild family leads a satanic cult. Allegedly. Big claims. Allegedly. Yeah, I've written false. Oh, we've got to say that to cover our ass. Oh no, I've said, false, I've said false claims, leave me alone. <laughs> There were more claims, but those are some of the biggest, yeah, craziest ones. I've talked, well about talking about QAnon before, but like, I don't really know yeah, if I, I want to. I just thought I'd just put the basis of it the, down. The, the now it's done. It. Yeah, a little taster. So although Lovers One wasn't actually joined to the QAnon cult, it believed in the same things, and it said. So they said in Lovers One that QAnon described a divine plan. So they really believed in what they were saying. Lovers One also believed in the reptilian conspiracy theory, where world leaders are actually of a reptilian race in disguise. They believe that the world is being run by a group determined to keep us all in a low vibration state, so that basically we don't all achieve our full potential. I mean, I have some beliefs about that, but I'm not going to join a cult. Yeah. Plus, they believe that Amy herself was the daughter of Donald Trump in a past life. And, That's also very specific right? and kind of irrelevant. And that she was the queen of the lost continent, Lemuria. That sounds fun. Yeah. She's got a lot of history. She must have some great stories. She does, right? 
Imagine if she was just like, yeah, I was was a chimney sweep. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I was the milkman. Like all cults, Lovers One wanted to branch out and get as many members as possible. So the group of just under 20 people that Amy was living with decided to start a YouTube channel. This is so fun. Like, I know that that's a, a legit way to do things. But the fact that these people are like, I'm, I'm God. We should get a YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit that bell. Subscribe. Make sure you get notifications. Leave a nice comment. As well as doing daily live streams to recruit younger people. Can you believe that Joanna works on Twitch? Right? <laughs> but with more people comes more problems. And this is when the allegations of abuse started to raise their heads from ex-members of the cult. Ah. People said they were victims of sleep deprivation, as you were only allowed about four hours a night if you were in Love's One. As we know, it's a regularly used method of submission within cults. Yeah. As well as this, the sheriff's office had received many complaints from family members of the cult, saying they were brainwashing their loved ones and committing fraud. But it's just hearsay. So there's nothing the police could do because there's no evidence, you know? Yeah. All they're seeing is that people are handing over money. That's it. There was evidence of sus something suspicious going on in May 2020, though, when a member of Lovers One was found walking around the wilderness, dehydrated and completely naked. Oh, fun. They said they'd been cast out because they didn't have the right energy. Ooh. So they were taken around the other side of the mountain and left. It's always... So we'll talk about this afterwards. Come on. Okay. As well as this, it was reported that Amy put a screaming child in a cupboard until they stopped yelling. Oh my god. And that she carried on a months-long sexual relationship with another member while they were a teenager. Ex-members have also said that although she forbade drugs and alcohol from the group and would kick people out if she saw them doing them, she would drink, and I quote, eight or nine highball glasses of vodka a night and would turn into someone else, she would become angry, talk smack, and be very bitter about things. Wow. Obviously, though, that is, again, all hearsay, and yep. there was no evidence. It wasn't just members of the cult that were being maltreated. Amy also managed to piss off the locals when the cult moved to Hawaii. While she was here, she announced that she had been the goddess, I think it's Pele, in a previous life. So all of the locals were like, don't come here and lie about being a goddess. Mm -hmm. They protested against the group being on the island. They threw eggs. They threw rocks. They were not having it. And eventually they got them to move back to Colorado where they'd been before. Good for the Hawaiians, to be honest. You can't just show up somewhere and claim to be a goddess of the land. Yeah. Considering how recent all of this is, the cult did a good job of staying off of the mainstream radar for most of its life. That's, yeah, quite impressive. Yeah. Except for one interview that Amy's family requested with Dr. Phil. <laughs> God's sake. On this, she denied all allegations about abuse. But afterwards, and in some different scenarios as well, some of the members were heard making very anti-Semitic and racist remarks. Lovely. Mm. Then in September 2020, they announced that Amy was very sick and that she was paralysed from the waist down. How? She said that it was due to cancer. I thought she could cure cancer. Yeah, it's all a bit dodgy, isn't it? And a photo around this time shows that she was emaciated, had thinning hair, 
and she had slightly purple skin. That's not very nice. On April 28th, 2021, a body was reported as found. And when there was a search warrant obtained, um, a corporal found a woman's body in a bedroom of a motorhome, a mobile home. That's what I meant. Lacking eyes, wrapped inside a sleeping bag that had been adorned with fairy lights and the body had like white glitter on its face. The coroner later went off of dental records rather than DNA because the body was at least a couple of weeks old. Oh. It was found to be Amy's body. She was last seen alive 18 days before this, on April 10th, and some people believe that her body was left as like a shrine. As for the cause of death, the coroner could see that she'd been ingesting large amounts of colloidal silver, which over a long period of time can cause blue-grey skin discoloration, which was present in the photograph, seizures and organ failure. Oh, right. Why? Why was she consuming that? Interestingly, the cult had literally just received a smack on the wrist from the FDA about colloidal silver because they were pushing it as a cure for coronavirus. Oh. Which obviously isn't legit. Ooh. Nasty. Yeah. When Amy's death was publicised, the Love Has One Facebook page stated that she had ascended and their website, loversone.org, was taken offline. However, this being said, I've not written it, but um, they still make videos uh, on YouTube and they still refer to her as if she was still alive. Seven members of the group were charged with abuse of a corpse and child abuse because there were two children present in the motorhome. Oh, no. Yeah. But this didn't stop all of the culty activity. The group has changed its YouTube channel to 5D Full Disclosure, as well as creating 5DFullDisclosure.org. And Jason Castillo, who is Amy's most recent father god, has gone on to form a new group called Joy Reigns with some followers of his own. It's interesting how you just can't stop cults. You just can't stop them. They do just keep cropping up. Yeah, because what are you going to do? It's not a law to, like, have a community with people. Well, freedom of speech, isn't it? Yeah, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. But this is obviously not safe. No. Not at all. It's wild. I was going to say, when we talked about the, the person in the desert, how how quickly things escalate. And this happens with every cult that we talked about, every cult that, you know, I know about. Yeah. It always just starts of, like, not always. There are, there are some that I want to talk about that, you know, don't start off nice at all. No. But most of them start off as like a, we're all just happy together and we know the secrets of the universe. We love Mother Earth. And then, you know, five years later, they're like, we have to sacrifice donkeys or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's like, how have you got there? Yeah. It must just be some kind of psychological power trip for people. Well, I think it seems to everyone like it's just gone crazy all of a sudden. But I think it's probably just undocumented, like, slowly rising. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Because she seemed like a completely normal person. And I I don't get it as in, like, I would do it. But I understand how you could be like, I want to drop my life, follow spirituality, and live in a community. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think about doing it. I think about doing it all the time. Am I going to? Probably not. But we were talking about this earlier. I think I would accidentally start a cult. But I'm not going to. But, like, 
where it just seems so easy where you can be like, oh, this is fun and this is free and we're all just here, you know, living off the land, having a great time. And then somehow you're being a terrible person. It's to, just power though, people. isn't it? It is. And the fact that that can make you just do terrible things or escalate things where you can't even talk to your family. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. It is. Especially when it's a spiritual cult because like you know the basis of spirituality and being like we're all equal and having a you know human experience on this planet and then it's like oh but not you because you didn't listen to me last night and you suck and well, i'm the leader that's what i think so crazy about this one is that she she didn't even start the cult yeah she was she just joined do you think she actually believed in that or do you think she decided she'd just move up the ranks a bit i don't have a clue or maybe it just all went to her head and she truly believed that she was all of these people I honestly don't know. Her family have since said, like, we're going to remember her as she was. Well, yeah, it would make um, sense. And they think that she was brainwashed by the cult. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Into, you know, believing all of these things. I guess if you slowly start introducing people to all of these theories and ideas and stuff, and you gradually just make them more and more extreme... Mm. By the time it gets to the fact that, like, you are Jesus, you might think that you're Jesus. Yeah. But she could be completely plausible. She was only 45 years old when she died. Yeah, that's absolutely wild, isn't it? Like, in such a short span of time, considering, like, she only started thinking about starships and stuff in her young adult life. Yeah, and it's very, you know, quickly escalated because you can have beliefs like that and still function like a normal person. Yeah. Without, you know, dropping everything and joining a cult and saying that you were reincarnated 534 times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Like, you you can go and join and just have plans to just live a simple life and then accidentally start a cult. Cults are scary, man, because I just want a nice commune. That's <laughs> yeah, it. But yeah. I don't trust anyone anymore. No, you can't. You can't do that. Don't trust anyone because I guarantee you it's a cult. Yeah. And that's the life lesson from today. Yeah. Don't trust a single person. And don't <laughs> listen before bed. Listen before bed.